Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of the Search with Kanda podcast. It's Thursday, the 22nd of August, and my name's Ayush Kumar, and let's continue with the build-up towards Search Norwich next week. And so today, we'll be hearing from Daniel Brooks, who gave a really fantastic talk at Search Norwich 7 about keyword research and provided some great strategies on how to do it effectively. It's a tricky part of PPC. Um, I've definitely struggled with it a lot, and there's a lot of opinions and tips out there online, so it can actually be really hard to gauge what strategies to really use and how to do keyword research effectively. But this talk really gives a great overview of some strategies that will help ensure some top results for you. So here's Daniel Brooks. My name's Dan, uh, thanks for having me along. Uh, thanks to Mark, of course, as well, for letting me come along so, uh, such short notice. Uh, I'm not Dom, I am Dan. Uh, uh, I work for Aero. Uh, we're based in Milton Keynes. We're predominantly uh, an SEO and digital PR agency. Um, and we tend to just stick to that, really. Uh, we don't like to sort of get involved in too many areas because, you know, you know, shit goes wrong. Um, and it's a lot easier just to control things and stick to what you're good at, basically, is a pretty good motto. Um, I'm an SEO executive there. Um, I've been doing SEO for about, probably more closer to 10 years, but I just say nine because it's easier. Um, and before that, um, I actually used to work at McDonald's. Um, wasn't the most glamorous place, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and a lot of people say to me that, nah, you didn't work at McDonald's. You probably just, you know, went, went to uni like most people, blah, blah, blah. But no, didn't go to uni, didn't go to college. Haven't actually got that many qualifications and pretty much everything I do and know is all self-taught. Um, and yeah, that's me. It's not the most glamorous photo, but it actually looks more like a 90s leisure centre changing room. It's a bit, it's a bit grim. Um, but yeah, so I've kind of got to where I am today through sort of nothing more than just hard work. Um, and it really does pay off. So if there's anybody that's here tonight that's maybe thinking if they're not actually in a digital environment at the moment or they want to look to get into it, it's definitely possible. You don't need a degree. You don't need to spend loads of money on education. You can learn it all yourself. Um, and it's not actually that hard once you get to know it, but the real difficult thing is just sticking with it and just constantly pursuing it. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, but yeah, over the years, um, I've tend to do a lot, a lot of keyword research. Um, and it's one of those SEO tasks that is absolutely fundamental day to day. Um, and it often gets overlooked quite a bit as well. A lot of people seem to assume that it's an easy thing to do. Oh yeah, you just go to Google Keyword Planner, throw in a seed keyword, bang, there you go. You saw exactly what happened to Dom when he did it on Fiverr. That's what a lot of people are doing, and I'm still amazed today at how many people still do that, because they just assume that that's right. But we're in 2019 now, and things change, uh, and there's a lot more you can do um, in terms of intent and various steps that you can go through as well. So yeah, um, doing this keyword research, I actually come across loads of keywords, and I've got a few favorites, so I'm gonna share a couple of them with you today. Um, so yeah, here we are. Will bananas kill me? Um, Probably not the funniest, but yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I think there's actually any cricket fans at all? No, couple. Uh, I think there's an Australian bowler that eats like something stupid, like 50 bananas a day or something stupid like that, but which is insane. Um, yeah, so there's another one. How can I improve my love life? That was for uh, a, a client of ours that specialised in actual tantric massage, which is a bit strange. For any of you that don't know what that is, I wouldn't recommend you Google it. <laughs> <laughs> And this is my personal favourite. I mean, the, the GIF alone is, is pretty good. 
Uh, that's for uh, a plastic surgeon as well. So, um, but yeah, as funny as some of those are, there's actually quite a bit in common there. Um, anyone have a guess of what that actually is? No, you'd be amazed actually. Quite a few of them have got a lot of search volume. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the end of the day, someone's looking for an answer there or a solution to a problem. Um, and we can actually take that and sort of implement that onto our website in a way of providing information. And that's something we tend to do at Aero quite a bit, both for ourselves and for our clients as well. Um, so I'm going to try and take you through a couple of steps that I do day to day. Okay, not day to day, it's literally every single day. Uh, that hopefully you can sort of start to implement yourself as well. Uh, but most importantly, this, this process does work. Um, and that's the graph that kind of proves it. Um, as you can see, up and to the left. Um, but it does actually work. Um, this is for a client of ours. Um, they're based in the technology industry. Um, we went to them and suggested that we should sort of start doing some keyword research based around the specific topics that they actually cover and provide uh, products for. Um, so what we did is provided uh, a load of research, but that research was predominantly on keywords that are focused around a very, very specific topic, but then we go into great, great detail within this, within that document itself, and then we then produce a piece of content um, around those terms. And the end of it is basically three 3,000 word guide around a specific topic that provides an answer to absolutely every question that somebody could potentially have. Um, as you can see, that's, that's the result, um, and that's actually continued to grow quite a bit as well, um, unfortunately. I took the, the screenshot a bit too early. Um, but yeah, so it does work, um, and it's really, really good. So what I'm going to show you tonight um, is a, uh, a process sorry, that's going to show you how you can identify some of your competitors' ranking terms if you're not already doing that, because um, it's a great way to find some new opportunities there. I'm um, going to take a look at how you can potentially highlight some content gaps as well. Um, you might not necessarily even know you have a content gap. Uh, so we'll look at that. Um, how you can actually get the number of impressions as well, increase that number. Um, and most importantly, how you can actually get people coming to your site organically without having to pay for it on Fiverr. Again, yeah, so it works. So um, I will share all the slides after. Um, I think there's a template as well somewhere in here that you can take away and use yourself. Um, so yeah, feel free to follow me on Twitter as well, um, and I'll, I'll tweet that out after as well. Um, so how do we do this then? How do we actually go about doing keyword research that's, in my opinion, the right way? Um, before we get into that, though, I just want to quickly touch on the buyer's journey. Um, has anybody ever heard of the buyer's journey before? A couple of people. Uh, for those of you that don't know, buyer's journey is basically the thought process that a potential user might go through when they're either researching a topic or looking to make a purchase of some kind. So you get predominantly three stages, awareness, consideration, and decision. Awareness, uh, as you can see, there's a couple of examples there. Uh, it's typically when someone knows they've got a problem, but they don't necessarily know what their solution is yet. Uh, consideration is then taking it to that next stage where they know they've got a problem, they've found some potential solutions, but they're still not quite sure what one they want to commit to. And then decision is that final step, is where they know they've got an issue. These are my solutions. OK, I'm going to commit to this one. So the example we got there are, I want to lose weight. What are the best weight lock products? Or you could potentially just join a gym. Obviously, there's a lot more involved in that, but that's generally the process that somebody would go through if they're looking to lose weight, potentially. Um, so my process then, um, typically, uh, first things first, I'll gather a list of seed keywords, not one or two, unlike poor Dom's situation. Um, I'll then take a look at what's actually ranking at the moment, so whether that's on my site or competitors. Uh, so yep, what are competitors doing? Whether that's me, if they're purposely targeting a specific keyword, or even if they're not, what are they not targeting? Am I targeting a keyword that all of my competitors have purposely left out. Why is that? We can then take a look into that as well. 
Um, so what keywords are actually getting clicks and what ones are actually getting shown in the search results. That's always a good, uh, good option to look at as well. Um, and this is really, really good actually, and a lot, not that many people know how you can do this, which is quite surprising actually, but we can take a look at what keywords are actually generating traffic. And by traffic, I don't mean uh, the, the keywords that are getting clicks and being shown in search results, but getting an actual percentage, a figure, something that you can sort of keep to, your, keep to yourself and refer back to. So we take a look at that as well. Um, and then what keywords actually convert, and we'll take a quick look at weighted sort as well. Um, yeah, so we'll touch on those in a bit more detail. Um, but first things first, before you actually get into this process, you need to actually have a document in place. Um, does anybody have a regular template or a sheet that they use day to day when they do research, or they literally just export and throw it all in a spreadsheet and just hope for the best? Cool. <laughs> uh, this is a tweet from a colleague of mine, Brendan. Um, he's got a very, very strange fascination with bananas. Uh, so he created this Twitter account uh, called Rate My Banana, and he literally just rates bananas every single lunchtime, which <laughs> is actually quite funny. Uh, this is one of my favourite tweets. Um, my favourite section is definitely the notes section. So good, it was almost naughty. 8.5 out of 10. Cool. <laughs> uh, but no, he's got loads. Check it out, it is funny, but uh, there is purpose here. I'm not just plugging it. Um, I've used this to just give you an idea to sort of show you an example of what a, a research document could potentially look like if you wanted to build one yourself. Uh, so what kind of data do we actually want to look at? Obviously the keyword. Uh, so you can see that we've got one column there for that. And the level of intent, which can also be confused as uh, sort of the stage of the buyer's journey. Uh, so that's something that I always make sure that we uh, sort of mark up to our keywords as well. Um, so what kind of keywords are sort of an awareness stage keyword, potentially what are consideration or what could be uh, considered as a, a decision stage keyword or a transactional keyword. Um, awareness keywords are typically questions, so how to, can I, is this sort of thing, that kind of stuff. Uh, comparis uh, comparison, sorry, is typically like versus or what's the best of X, Y, Z sort of thing. And then decision stuff is usually things that, anything that includes some form of transactional intent. So it could be, Oh, where can I buy this? What's the best place to buy this product? Or where can I bulk buy this online example? Um, so it's just a couple of examples of that. Um, the keyword type as well. Um, now this isn't something that I'm aware that everybody uses, but it's definitely something that we use at Aero. Uh, so we typically use three types of keywords um, and the type of page that we might potentially create that from or use that keyword to create content for, sorry. Um, so we typically look at cluster pages, uh, pillar pages, and what we call target pages. Now, a cluster page is more or less like your blog content, anything that can support a, a larger topic on a, on a greater scale. Uh, your pillar pages is like a central hub. Um, so it could be a complete guide, for example, on one specific topic, but then you might have half a dozen cluster topics supporting that as well within that guide, if that makes sense. Um, and then your target pages could be anything where you're looking for somebody to take an action on that page. So that could be anything from as simple as just completing a basic contact form or uh, downloading an ebook, or um, completing a transaction, buying a product, for example. Um, so that's a couple of those examples there. Um, I also make sure I keep a list of any sort of supporting keywords. Um, so it's pretty straightforward. These, these are just the keywords that we don't necessarily want to completely ignore, but we don't want this to be our, our primary target keyword at this stage. So it's, it's definitely worth sort of keeping an eye on those, whether we track those in a, in a rank tracker, for example, or if it's literally just to keep there for, for a later date if we think that, okay, we've targeted this primary keyword, it's not actually working out that great for us, let's try one of these other ones instead that's you know, loosely related as well. 
Um, and then we get into the sort of the data that we look to include as well. So obviously, most importantly, search volume. What's the point of targeting a keyword if there's absolutely nobody looking for it? Uh, cost per click as well. Um, now, a couple of people might be a little bit confused here because why would you want to look at the cost per click when you're looking to rank these keywords organically? In my opinion, it's a good metric to take a look at at least because if you've got a keyword there that's got, say you've got three keywords, they've all got very, very similar search metrics in terms of volume and stuff and competition. If one of them's clearly standing out where they've got the cost per click at, say, like 25 quid, in my head, that suggests that if people are willing to spend 25 quid on that, then if I can get that keyword ranking organically, something's, something good could happen there, potentially. I mean, there's a caveat there. It's not always guaranteed, but you never know. It's trial and error. Um, and then we've got, obviously, the level of competition, 100 being the highest, zero being the lowest. Um, and then I also include some additional metrics as well. Um, I personally prefer Moz. Um, of course, there are so many tools out there. Don, Don said that in his. Um, you've got sort of like SEMrush, Ahrefs. You can use Google Planner yourself if you want. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many out there. Um, I just think it's really good to get two sets of sort of search volume data and that, that we can just kind of compare to get an idea of where we're going with this and sort of what kind of keywords could be important. Um, and then eventually you should have something that looks kind of like this. It doesn't have to be exactly like that, but this is what we use every single day. Um, and, and it helps us sort of, gives, gets more like a visual base of, of what we're looking to produce. And it's much easier when we send this to our clients as well, because straight away they can see that, okay, target keywords are in orange. They're, they're like the money keywords. They're the ones that are going to make us some cash. The cluster ones, oh, that's, pot that's potential blog opportunities there. We, could, oh, we don't cover that at the moment. We might want to consider writing about that in the future or in the next few weeks or so. Um, so yeah, you can look to create that yourself or you can just download mine. Um, again, I will tweet this after if anybody wants it or you can just come and ask me for it as well. Um, but that will redirect you to a, a Google Sheet. You can literally just make a copy of that um, and then that is yours to use as and when you need to. Um, feel free to adapt it as well if you like, if there's tools and, and stuff that you want to use instead. Um, so then that takes us on to just gathering a list of C keywords then. Um, I'm guessing everybody here knows what a C keyword is. It's basically a very, very vague keyword that you use at the very, very top level of your keyword research process um, that you can then base your research on to sort of delve a bit deeper, take a look at the longer tail stuff. Um, and the easiest way to get started by that is just a brainstorm. Good old fashioned pen and paper, I find. Try and get sort of 20 to 30 ideas down on paper if you can. Um, no right or wrong answer here. In my head, it's just volume. You can assess that after. Um, analyze the website, take a look. What keywords are you currently targeting? Is it the kind of stuff that you want to be known for or is it gone completely the wrong way? Um, do you want to sort of maybe have a look in a different direction as well? Um, take a look at some, any related forums uh, and industry-related websites. It's quite an old technique in terms of research, but it's one that, that works pretty well. Um, and it's really good for sort of finding early stage awareness pieces of content as well. Um, and the easiest way, of course, is just to ask your client or just ask yourself the question. Um, if you've got a sales team, speak to your sales team. At the end of the day, they're the guys that are speaking to your potential customers day in, day out. They know what kind of questions they're being asked um, and then they can potentially feed that back to you. And that could then potentially give you another avenue to investigate. Um, so yeah, that was your seed keywords. Um, so have a look at what's actually ranking at the moment. Now, the easiest way to do this is through Search Console. Um, one, it's free, and two, it's really easy to use. Um, just head over to the, the uh, performance report, um, and you'll come to uh, a filter that looks something like that, unless you are still being forced to use the old <laughs> Search Console, <laughs> um, which the new one is obviously shit. Um, I always like to filter, filter back to the last 16 months, reason being, you just get more data that way, nothing else. 
Um, and then I always like to add a, a query uh, filter in there as well. I like to exclude any brand, brand terms because, I mean, I know for a fact that at Aero, we get a lot of branded, branded search and a lot of branded traffic. Um, so if we were to, to do this process, we'd need to make sure we're eliminating that to get an idea of what, what keywords we could potentially target. Um, and then once you've done that, you should see something that looks a little bit like this. Um, and you can obviously analyze that as at your leisure, uh, export any that you think could be quite useful um, and save it in a, in a sheet separate elsewhere or your own document, for example. Um, there are other tools that you can use to do this. Again, I use Moz quite a bit, but SEMrush is also very, very good. Um, there are free and paid versions of both of these, um, but they do have their limits, unfortunately. Um, a bit later on, I will show you some other tools that are free, which are quite good as well, that I find useful. Um, so how can we take a look at what our competitors are actually doing and what they're targeting and what they're actually ranking for? Um, now, to show you this, I'm going to be using Moz. Um, it is free. You can do this with the free version. Um, I think you are limited to, I think, so five searches, potentially, I think. Um, but basically, you can, you can get the information from here with a free, free account. Um, and it's great for identifying some uh, competitors. Um, all you need to do is just add your domain in at the top. Um, add, uh, I think you can only add two competitors at the minute, which is a shame. Um, but uh, either way, you can get some pretty good data here. Um, so add your competitors in, hit compare. Um, and you should see something that looks a little bit like this. Uh, so you'll get an initial sort of overlap. Um, so you can see there, uh, yeah, error at the top. So we've got 305 ranking keywords. And we've got uh, conductor at 534. So we might want to take a look at those, see what they're doing. Um, these aren't actually direct competitors of ours, by the way. I just needed a couple <laughs> of examples. So I just grabbed a couple that I could think of at the top of my head. Um, and yeah, as you scroll down the page, I couldn't fit it all on one page, unfortunately, but just under that competitor overlap, you'll see the top ranking keywords report, just like you did with uh, Search Console. Take a look through those at your leisure, mark the ones that you're interested in, um, and then you can just export that uh, into a CSV file as well that way. Um, and that was, yeah, so that's take a look at the competitor stuff. Um, now, this is my favorite part, really, um, and looking at what kind of keywords actually bring in some solid traffic. Now, to do that, I'm going to show you how to do this with SEMrush. Again, you can do this with the free version, but um, if you have the, uh, the capability to, to upgrade to a paid version, I would certainly urge you to do so. Appreciate it's not the cheapest tool in the world, but it is very, very good. Um, and to do that, you, you're going to end up seeing something like this. Um, I'll just take you through that in a bit more detail. Uh, so what you need to do is uh, add your domain in at the very top. Uh, make sure it is the domain, because you can sort of filter that down to the full URL or, or a subcategory, for example. Uh, I like to do it at the domain level. Uh, head over to the organic research report on the left-hand side, um, and then you want to select the positions uh, report as well. Um, you can see there, if, you're, if you or your client, uh, for example, target multiple countries, or you want to look at research for, um, or organic research for um, other, other areas that you might cover, in terms of countries, sorry, uh, you can see that just, just here. Uh, so we're gonna look, this will give us organic uh, keywords based up on UK search search engines. Uh, this will be US and this uh, Spanish, obviously. Um, so once you've done that, um, you want again, I added advanced filter for branded stuff. I want to exclude all that. Um, you don't have to. Um, and then you should see something that looks a little bit like this. Uh, so you can see we've got the keyword here. Um, and then I like to sort the, uh, the traffic in the sort of going from the highest to lowest. So you can see the first non-branded keyword for us is actually SEO Milton Keynes, and that's pretty accurate. Um, we're obviously based in Milton Keynes, we're predominantly an SEO agency, so that's pretty good to see. Uh, and then, yeah, you can just work your way through that, docu uh, that report, sorry, um, export that as and when you need to. Um, so yeah, that's really, really useful. So a quick recap, uh, quite a bit of, bit of stuff there. Uh, create a research document, 
gather a list of C keywords initially. You can't, it can't be uh, underestimated, sorry. Uh, check what terms are already ranking. Um, take a look at what comp your competition are doing. It's always worth having a look, even if it's just a quick sort of check. Like, you don't have to spend hours on this. Literally 10 minutes is enough. Um, and then take a look at the keywords that are generating some traffic as well. Uh, so then that takes us on to step six. So have a look at the converting keywords and weighted sort. Uh, does anybody use weighted sort at the minute? Or has anybody actually heard of it? Yeah, couple. Cool, so uh, essentially, I won't go into detail, but essentially what weighted sort is, it, it excludes any outliers. Uh, so you can have a load of key converting keywords with one click and the conversion rate be 100%. It's not really that useful because it's a bit inaccurate. Whereas if you've got a keyword that's got 80 clicks and a conversion rate of say three or 4%, that's probably something that you can use and it's a bit more actionable. Um, so yeah, weighted sort does that and it's pretty easy to do that. Um, easiest way to do it is just go to Google Analytics, head down to your search queries report. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, um, and then you should come across something that looks a little bit like this. Um, now, easiest way to get what you need is a couple of bits you need to do first. Uh, now, I always sort the conversion, um, conversion, yeah, conversion, sorry, uh, by all goals. Um, if you've got multiple goals set up, you can obviously change that to specific ones if you want to get information on that. Um, and then sort that conversion rate again from highest to lowest. Uh, if you want to add advanced filters again, you obviously can. Um, if you want to find uh, phrases around a specific topics, so if I want to find keywords based on pr predominantly just SEO, I can do that. Um, and then once I've done that, you can change the actual default sort type from default to weighted, and then that will give you the order of the keywords um, in a bit more of a, in a way that you can actually action more things. So you can see here we've got this top keyword is at 85 clicks, uh, conversion rate 3%. Uh, next one is slightly, well, quite a bit low, is at 19, I think, and then 4%. Um, but they're, they're the kind of keywords we want to look at. So if you've got a lot of keywords that are getting that kind of uh, conversion rate and stuff, they could potentially be really useful for you. Uh, if they're converting whilst you're paying for it, they're probably going to convert if you can get it ranking organically as well. Uh, so yeah, that was weighted sort. Um, and a couple of tools then, just quickly run through those uh, that you can use day to day to, to get some new keyword recommendations. You're probably aware of a couple of them already. Uh, Moz, of course, is one that's very well known, uh, free and paid versions. Very, very good for analyzing competitor stuff and just getting general new keyword ideas as well. Uh, it's my personal favorite tool. Uh, SEMrush as well, very, very similar to Moz. is basically an all-in-one SEO suite, uh, free and paid. Uh, it's really, really good at grouping keywords automatically for you. So it kind of cuts a little bit of the time out. Uh, so you don't have to spend too much time having to manually go through each keyword and sort of bucketing them into different categories. So that's quite useful. Uh, and it's really, really good for identifying any featured snippet opportunities as well. Um, I'd highly recommend you take a look at that report if you're not already doing so. Um, if you're not too sure how to do that, just grab me after. I'll be happy to sort of have a chat with you after as well. That's not a problem. Um, so one you may or may not have heard of, Infinite Suggest. Has anybody heard of this or use it at all? It's basically, uh, how many do you ever go to Google and just put in your keyword space A, B, C, D, and see what it automatically <laughs> suggests? Infinite Suggest does that for you. You put in your keyword, hit search, and bang. It gives you a response in less than 10 seconds. And it usually gives you a list of at least 100 keywords that Google's automatically suggesting. Now, caveat here is that it doesn't give you any search volume with this. So you would need to get your search volume from elsewhere. Um, but there's some more keywords that you could potentially consider that you might not have thought about already. Uh, so that's that. And yeah, best part is completely free of charge as well. 
Um, answer the public, I'm sure most people have probably heard of that now, it's become quite a popular tool. Um, unfortunately, it's not a completely free tool anymore. Um, you, do, you are limited on the how many searches you can do now, which is a bit annoying. Um, but it's very, very good for finding any questions, um, awareness stage content, potential blog pieces as well. That's really, really useful there. Um, and one that I haven't <laughs> used for a very, very long time is Keyword Chitter. Does anyone use it? No. No? no it's actually really, really good. Uh, I mean, it's very, very outdated, but you essentially just throw a keyword in, hit shit keywords, and it will literally give you <laughs> thousands. Like, I put in, I put in one, when was it, yesterday? Hit click, uh, started doing it. It runs for about, well, as long as you want it to run, basically, and it would just keep churning out keywords related, and it's, it's pretty accurate, it's pretty good. Uh, I ended up with about 7,000 keywords. Um, obviously, I wasn't going to use all of them, but you get the idea. It's a, another source that you could potentially use. Um, so yes, that's very good. Um, so yeah, best thing to do is just get getting mass keyword suggestions. Uh, so yeah, once you've got all your keywords, you've got all your data, you've collected it all, it's time to, to start actually populating that research document that you created earlier, or if you've stolen mine, that's not a problem. Um, so yeah, add in your keywords, um, add in any preferred metrics, whether that's Moz, SEMrush, Ahrefs, or if, even if you don't, I'd always encourage you to use two if you can though. Uh, and don't forget about the buyer's journey. Um, try to apply a stage of the buyer's journey to every keyword you come across if you can, because it just helps you consider the type of content that you might want to think about producing a bit later on down the line. Um, this was a tweet that I sent out a little while back that went pretty, yeah, it was pretty popular. Quite a few people ended up jumping on it. Um, and it was actually based around an article that a guy called Rory Truesdale um, put together for Search Engine Journal, where basically he produced uh, sort of like an algorithm. He actually works for Conductor, funnily enough. Um, but essentially what they do is analyze the SERPs to get an idea of the intent around the results. So then they can know that, okay, this keyword is more transactional. There's, out of the 10 organic results that are on this page, 80% of them are, are product pages. So you might think, okay, that's a page that we probably shouldn't make a bit like a blog post around. It's not going to do very well. So you might want to more target that more to sort of like, if you're an econ site, definitely products and stuff or a product landing page, for example. Um, so yeah, I always find that Adding the, adding the stage of the buyer's journey to our keyword is really, really useful, even if it's just in the short term, just to get a vague idea, um, it's really, really good. Um, and then once you've done that, you can obviously start prioritizing, get an idea of what keywords you actually want to think, okay, this is the one we want to go for, this is the one we want to be known for, and the one we want to rank for as well. Um, so once you've done all that, you'd probably assume you're finished, and yeah, cash in, done, keyword research, completed it. Um, but a lot of people fall into that trap um, and it's something I really cannot urge enough that once you've done the research, make sure you take an action on it. There's so many clients that I've done keyword research for, I'd probably say as high as 70, maybe even 80% of the keyword research that I do hardly ever gets implemented and it's incredibly frustrating. Um, but when it does, you can see that it works really, really well. And so mapping your research, easiest way to do that is to create a mapping document. Um, before coming here tonight, um, I sent out a tweet just basically asking people, uh, or predominantly startups, what's most important to you. Uh, ranking is traffic or content, of course. Most of the answers were in the comments. People said they wanted to see money, uh, which is obviously nice. But uh, non-surprisingly, uh, traffic was the highest result. Um, but how are you expecting to get traffic if you're not actually going to map your keywords to your content or create content to bring in that traffic? And of course, that then falls, falls aside with, with content as well. Traffic and content go hand in hand. If you want traffic, you need to create content to get that to come in. Not rocket science. Uh, this is an example of a mapping document that I use day to day. It is a bit of a beast. Um, I won't spend too much time on it, but I'll just give you a, a quick rundown of what it is. 
so on the very top, on the left, you can see we have a column for the type of keyword, whether it's uh, an existing URL or if it's um, not keyword, sorry, type of URL, uh, whether it's an existing URL or if we're going to look at creating a new one potentially. Um, you've got the, the full uh, domain there as well. And then we also show the structure or the tiers. So we purposely limit that to three just because it's a lot easier for search engines and users to find content that way. And then you can obviously manage your internal linking structure a lot better as well. Um, then you've got the keyword targeting there. So you've got our primary keyword. This, that's the one we're going to predominantly sort of optimize for, you know, titles, descriptions, etc. Um, then any secondary keywords, uh, the stage of the buyer's journey and the, the content type as well. So is it a target page, pillar page or a blog content, uh, cluster page, sorry. Um, this bottom part does actually sort of connect to that top bit, but I couldn't fit it all in. Um, then you've got in the, in the yellow just down there on the left uh, is the current sort of meta sort of optimization. So what's the current title description? H1 is the keyword in all of those, for example. Um, and then we have a section where we make our own recommendations if we need to. A lot of people can get a bit carried away with this. They feel the need to, okay, I'm being paid to do a keyword mapping document. I need to make sure that I'm recommending changes. Sometimes changes aren't always required. Like, obviously there's a couple of tweaks, but you don't need to go changing the whole URL structure. Uh, if it's just a case of, okay, the URL's pretty sound, the body content's good, headings are good, but you don't actually have it in the title at the moment, just make that change. You don't need to do everything. Um, and then we also have a section for internal linking as well. So are there any product pages so, or target pages that we want to link to? Um, are there any additional sort of resource pages or pillar pages that we can link to as well? And then uh, cluster pages, so any supporting content, whether that be internal or external, um, that we can link out to. Because you know, don't be afraid to link out to, a, to another website. It's not the end of the world. You're not going to be killed for it. Um, it's actually quite useful when Google actually like that a lot more. Um, and then most importantly, make sure you actually implement and track this stuff. Implement it, get it on the site, whether you do that yourself or hand it to a developer and get them to implement it in mass for you. Just get it going, get it site. And then once you have implemented it, make sure you track it. Whether that be add, adding an annotation into GA, just simply saying, oh, keyword research implemented on X date. That, that's not going to be the greatest form of tracking, but you will get an idea. Um, and then obviously, if you want to use a rank tracking software, you can use that. We personally, uh, or I personally use AccuRanker. Um, it's quite useful, um, quite cheap as well compared to a lot of other tools. Um, and yeah, this is the process that I use. It works. Um, hopefully, it'll work for you. Uh, if you've got any questions, feel free to fire them over to me. Um, but yeah, quick, quick takeaways for you then. Uh, get a research document together. Um, if you don't have one, feel free to use mine. Like I said, make a copy of that. Use that your at your leisure. Uh, get some initial seed keywords so you can actually start your content. Uh, take a look at your competitors' ranking terms. Create a content plan. You can do that by doing your keyword mapping document. Have a look. If you realize that, okay, we've got a lot of cluster content here, but we don't actually rank for it or we don't have any pages currently optimizing for it, we can, we can then create that here. That's how you can identify content gap. Um, and of course, implement and track your progress. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And that was Daniel Brooks from Search Norwich 7. I really hope that you enjoyed his talk and took something away from it. You can find his slides, a video of the talk, and also a transcription in the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk. So we're now officially a week away from the next Search Norwich event. I hope you've all got your tickets. Uh, remember, they're free, but they're also limited. Uh, as of now, I believe over 75% of the tickets have gone, and the last event saw us sell out completely. So definitely be sure to grab one. It's going to be a great event. 
You can get them at searchnorwich.org. And this time around, we have talks around uh, technical SEO and also PR SEO as well. So be sure to come as there'll be a lot to learn and take away. And as always, there'll be free snacks, pizza, beers and other drinks for all of you as well. So thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of Search with Candor and see you in the next one and maybe even at Search Norwich, which is coming up. Goodbye.